0: Beware the powers of Circe! Circe is a character from Greek mythology. Daughter of the sun god Eleos and the aunt of Medea, she features in Homer's Odyssey and also the myth of Jason and the Argonauts. Circe was a sorceress, famous for her witch-like abilities with herbs and magic potions. The Odyssey tells of a story in which Odysseus sails to Aeaea, the island where Circe lives. He moors his ship, then sends half his men ashore to go and secretly investigate the island. The men journey deep into a dense forest, where they find a clearing in which stands a stately mansion. Around this mansion prowl many lions and wolves that unexpectedly fawn over and welcome the men. The animals are oddly submissive because Circe has drugged them with magic potions. All the men go inside except for their leader, Eurylochus, who decides to stay outside and keep watch. The mistress of the palace, Circe, leads the men inside and invites them to partake in a sumptuous banquet. The soldiers are delighted and sit down to indulge in the beautiful food and wine. However, before they have even touched the food, and to the watching Eurylochus' great surprise... Circe waves her wand over the men and transforms them into animals, pigs, lions or dogs, whatever suits the man's specific nature. Circe had a habit of turning people into animals, particularly if they crossed her in matters of love. When King Picus refused her love, she turned him into a woodpecker, and she got back at the sea god Glaucus, also guilty of spurning her love, by turning his lady-love, the sea monster Shilla, into a horrendous creature with six dog's heads. So beware the mysterious powers of Cersei. Watch that she does not turn you into swine. McKennell has chosen to portray Cersei at her most theatrical moment, when she's casting her spell. She's an intimidating figure. Her upright pose, her outstretched hands... Her fierce gaze are all directed towards summoning up some terrible supernatural force. Snakes slither around her feet and through her hair, and she stands atop a base carved with writhing, intertwined figures. The evil enchantress's ability to intimidate is further enhanced by McKennell's decision to make her tower over us, bigger than life-size. Cersei is a sorceress, an enchantress. She embodies the fin de siècle interest in hypnotism, sorcery and the otherworldly. She's also an embodiment of a kind of female power, an image of the new woman, and in this she's representative of a society coming to grips with, or perhaps freaked out by, the burgeoning women's movement. Circe was an ambitious undertaking for McKennell. Writing from Paris, he said, I'm very busy on a large figure of Circe for next year's salon. It is six feet high and represents the enchantress standing nude, very severe in pose, with her arms outstretched in the act of casting her spell on those near her. Of course, in such a work, after the pose, the mystic feeling of the head and the character of the outstretched hands are my main points of interest. I'm trying hard to make a big work of this figure, and at present am full of hope. The plinth is to be very elaborate, being composed by a circle of figures and strange things with mystic meaning. Circe is a significant work in McKennell's oeuvre. It launched his art career. McKennell had desperately hoped for it to be so. Circe had been a huge effort for the artist, and he desperately needed to earn some money. Writing from Paris to one of his Melbourne patrons, Felix Meyer, McKennell stated... I put so much time, money and thought into my Circe, knowing the chance would not come to me again perhaps for some time to do a serious large work. I took my opportunity and stinted nothing that I had to push this work through. McKennell was vindicated when Circe received an honourable mention at the Paris Salon of 1893. She was subsequently exhibited at the Royal Academy in London where the work also received great interest, as well as becoming the subject of notoriety when the Royal Academy's Exhibition Committee insisted that the risqué base be covered up with red felt. The Hanging Committee felt that the provocative base was, they wrote, not in accordance with the exigencies of the exhibition. Circe is representative of the New Sculpture Movement, an English movement influenced by symbolist and Art Nouveau tendencies. McKennell had come into contact with the influential English sculptors Alfred Gilbert and Harmo Thornycroft at the Royal Academy. They championed imagination, individuality, immediacy and naturalism. They urged their students to move away from the cold, stylized nudes that were churned out by most academies. Circe also displays McKennell's interest in the work of the French artist Rodin, a towering figure in sculpture at the time. McKennell probably met Rodin in 1888 through the expatriate Australian artist John Russell. Rodin's approach to sculpture was expressive, passionate, raw and fleshy. Rodin also encouraged a more realistic approach to the body, maintaining, to the artist, there is never anything ugly in nature. McKennell championed Rodin, writing that he was the most marvellous modeler in the world and the greatest searcher after truth. He was the first man whose work made me understand that art is not nature, but something grander and superimposed on nature. McKennell went on to have a brilliant career. Although not as well known in Australia as Tom Roberts or Arthur Streeton, McKennell was hugely successful throughout the British Empire and Europe. He was the first Australian artist to be admitted a member of the Royal Academy, the first to have work bought by the Tate, and the first to be knighted. Yet it was a long, hard slog to get there. In 1894, McKennell wrote, It takes a lot to upset my belief in myself. The more I see of work in my particular craft here in London, I see no reason to change my idea that there is plenty of room for me. I have already made enemies, which is a good sign. They hate a few men here. They don't like being stirred up out of that good old British calm. Tis not a question of good work. The place is made up of cliques and all cliques are against progress. Still, I am hopeful and I'm slowly becoming known. It takes years, of course, to push yourself down the throat of the London public, but I mean to win and must.